buddy, I'll tell you what, I am rather excited to be able to stare at your ugly mug once again, man. Well, they always said you had a face for radio, Jay, but I appreciate that, man. It's good. We got a new setup today, dude. We Well, we, we've had this setup. We unfortunately have not been able to use it because we got it right when uh, coronavirus hit. So it, it's good to be back in the studio. We are now each have our own mic. We're no longer sharing one mic, uh, Lady in the Tramp style. So it's very good to be back, man, and, and have you over once again. This is how it feels to make it, Jay. We have our individual mics. I'm staring at you. We're in the same room together. We don't have masks on. We've broken quarantine officially, Jay. Yeah, we are no longer G-less. We are F-less now. It uh, it does feel good to be back, though. I feel a little rusty, man. It's been another, what, three, four-week gap, but we do come bearing very good news. What's the news, Jay? MLS is back, baby. God damn, Jay. God damn, we're back, man. We are. I mean, not for another month or so. You know, we've already waited... Oh God! It was probably going to be the. We'll probably hit the year mark before we're able to ever see a, a game at Lockhart Stadium. But uh, I know South Florida's waited what nineteen years for for this. So what's another month? Just just throw on another month. I, I think we can do it. If this team and this fan base has anything, they've got patience. Hell yeah, they do. We've been with the fans for about twelve months, Jay. There's no reason that we shouldn't delay this a little bit more until games continue and. Wow, MLS is coming back in a big fashion, and I don't know about you, man, but I'm surprised we haven't done this earlier. Yeah, it's uh, well, I'm I'm just happy that it's finally happening. Uh, everything the dominoes have been falling per se. I've been enjoying Bundesliga for about what the past three or four weeks now. Uh, they're back, which is great to see some actually live soccer. I've been watching a ton of replays of soccer between. Uh, NBC Sports, Fox Sports, Gold TV, TUND, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, now we've got the Premier League coming back, Serie A coming back, so everything's starting to line up. Hell, we've got the NBA coming back. So, looks like we are finally over the hump, and we're going to be able to see some live sports again, which I know we're all thirsty for. We are thirsty for that, and Jay, you're actually missing the biggest missing piece of the quarantine time that we've been away, Jay. What's that, bud? You got engaged. Oh, yeah. Inter-Miami podcast fans. Let's go. Jay (laughs) is a married slash engaged man. Engaged. uh, Hopefully soon to be married if she doesn't catch on to my scheme and leave me soon. Listen, your odds are not that high, but, you know, she's stuck with you for this long, so I already lost my $100. But it's cool, man. Congratulations. I know that's a huge move for you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, happened uh, about, I keep saying three or four weeks ago, but it happened about three or four weeks ago. This seems to be a good time frame for everything so it feels feels great it was a very special time hate that it had to be during quarantine but we were able to escape to the west coast of florida to where uh, a private beach was open so pop the question at sunset on the beach it was a very beautiful moment she uh said yes against her better judgment probably <laughs> but uh <laughs> we're here her family's thrilled my family is thrilled so very happy Listen, we were texting the whole weekend. Uh, you yeah. showed me the ring before. Like every was... hour you're texting me asking for an update. Yeah, and you know, it only took you about three days to finally uh, you know, do it. But the weather wasn't right, dude. The moment had to be perfect. I needed that sun to be shining on full blast, dude. Like we I had it we had it planned, dude. We had like this beautiful seafood dinner, dude, like crab cakes, uh, a lobster, shrimp pasta, like full spread, enjoying 
uh, what we what I was expecting to be a sunset dinner, and it it just got so cloudy you couldn't even see the sunset. So, uh, you know, nothing's. There's a strange feeling when you're walking the beach for you know 20, 30 minutes, and you've got this ring in your pocket, and like you're like just waiting for the moment, like waiting for the clouds to open up, and it doesn't happen. And then the sun's down. You're like, well, I guess we're just gonna have to delay it one more day. What's one more day? You know, what's one more month? What's one more day? You know, we're, we're patient over here. It's it's been five six years. So what's one more day, Jay? You know, from okay. from okay. my family, that's aggressive. <laughs> from my family <laughs> to yours and all the Inner Miami podcast fans, we congratulate you, sir. Love is in the air, and to all of our soccer fans out there, the fandom was shown a few weeks ago. We reached huge numbers, and typically people don't dis. Did he disclose his numbers? I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody. We reached a shade under 6,000 people were engaged with this filter. If you haven't already seen the filter, go to our Instagram page, which is a perfect time for me to say. If you haven't already followed us, what are you doing? Follow us at the Inner Miami Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. Email us at innermiamipodcast.com slash at gmail.com <laughs> jay and alex at intermindypodcast.com or intermindypodcast at gmail.com uh, but yes no i agree that was that was awesome to see uh the responses we get on that i think we've all kind of been a little downtrodden right we haven't been bitter but we've all been sad about how coronavirus affected the MLS and a couple days before our, our home kickoff game. So that was something fun to see all the fans reach out, even some of the players uh, sharing the filter. So very, very cool. Uh, definitely made me smile, made me very, very happy while that was going on. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, big support of the podcast. Yanni CZ Foss, he is, I, th- I believe he's up in actually up in uh, New York area. Big support of the podcast. Uh, if you need any design work, any mobile work, any website work, go ahead and reach out to him. Yanni, that's Y-I-A-N-N-I period PNG. That's on Instagram. He's a stud of a designer. He'll help you out. Uh, but yeah, like Jay says, I can never get the email right, but that's fine because we have multiple emails. So it's hard to keep <laughs> track of, but if you don't do so already, go ahead and check us out at intermamatepodcast.com. And if you haven't, go ahead and give us five stars, not three, not four. Certainly not two, but five stars on Apple Podcasts. We we greatly appreciate it. And, you know, Jay, like we touched on, quarantine's over, man. We got some big news. We do have some big news. Uh, I know you are reporting back to work on Monday. So I hope you... Unfortunately, <laughs> I am. Uh, gave it a fight, kicking and screaming, but I will be reporting at 8 a.m. on Monday. 15 weeks of isolation, man. It's uh, It's been been a fun time for you. I will I will see you in the office in a few more weeks. I am, uh, we'll be back till probably the, the July or something, but uh, enjoy that for me, buddy. I'll, I can't wait to, to have you text me throughout the day as you're going crazy. Yeah, you know, it'll be great, Jay, but I appreciate your brother. But uh, without further ado, we are the Inner Miami Podcast, which means we should probably talk about Inner Miami things. Which brings us to a little bit of news since the last time we jumped on the mic, which was a few weeks back. Mr. Robbie Robinson was named the 2020 Atlantic Coast. That's the ACC Male Athlete of the Year. He did. I know you and I are very happy about this. We both went to ACC schools. I went to Florida State. Go Canes. George went to... Uh, the. I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. The University of Miami. I know I said a joke about Florida. The. And, and a fan got upset. I said a joke about University of Florida. So That's fine. I, I will, I will stay out. nice. But yes, he joined some elite company. Uh, 
one of the recent big names that I hold dear to my heart being from Louisville, Kentucky originally also shares that title's Lamar Jackson, the future goat. So uh, big, big shout outs to Robbie. Um, in addition, um, you know, Neela's got shout outs uh, as well. Uh, Robbie did. So, I mean, look, we are lucky to have these two rookies who have all the accolades and all the awards and even post-college career they're still racking up more it's a beautiful thing to see it is and i think the people who have been with us for a while following the team i mean we couldn't have done a better draw job in the draft by dropping robbie and dylan with our first two draft picks our two herman mack finalists exactly. i mean robbie won it but needless i mean second place close contender you can't beat that and also if you haven't checked out our interviews we had three fantastic player interviews back to back to back mm -hmm. mr luis robles joined us big time inter miami podcast fan he joined us on the second time and we had mr will trap who's fantastic if you haven't already listened to those interviews go ahead and go back and a third interview was Mr. Dylan Neelis, which has caught a lot of web traffic here. He's been trending over the last few weeks, and I can't wait to see him back on the pitch. He's from a football slash soccer pedigree. It is so cool. Uh, they, they do these Duncan uh, like trivia games with the Inter-Miami app, and one of the questions was, uh, what Inter Miami players to their uh, brothers that have played in the MLS, and the answer to that is uh, Dylan Nila. So, uh, very strong pedigree. Again, very very happy to have these individuals. Speaking of these two, right? So Robbie's been thrusted into this primary role because we've been out one of our initial signings, mm -hmm. Mr. Julian Carranza. Mm -hmm. Now the coronavirus has made everything in life much more difficult and probably made a lot of situations more stressful. There is one beneficial factor to this whole thing is due to the delay. Carranza is back and it's not in game 12, 13, 14, like previously thought because of the delay, he's back. Now game three, we have Carranza back. We have the guy we, we, envisioned being our striker backed by the young up and coming stud Robbie Robinson who you watch the games and you see the potential here our attack is finally getting to where it needs to be because we say it all the time midfield is great defense stacked uh we all love Louis Robles Louis Louis baby come on and uh to see the team starting to come together we still have one more DP spot it's going to be a very exciting season um we are very very pumped and we're going to get into this big, big story in a little bit, man. But, oh, the excitement is real. Another month. And we're, 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 gonna, we're winning the lead, dude. We're, I, we're, take the ship. Take the supporter shield. Win the MLS Cup. I feel great. Jay, you have a rage in your eyes that I haven't seen yet, sir. <laughs> that is, I, I don't know how to follow that. But I'm going to go ahead and say I agree with everything you said. I mean, football is back, everybody. Football is back. Football is back. We baby. are healthy we are ready to rock this shit in Orlando. We're ready to play what the league deems our rival, which I honestly don't think is going to be a rivalry. We're claiming the state. Because we're going to smack them around the pitch, to be we honest. We are claiming the state. I mean, great. I, words cannot describe how pumped up we are. I think you guys can feel it through the microphones. But anyway, Jay, let's take a step back. Let's tell everybody how we got to this point on how football creeped back into our lives. First off... 
voluntary individual workouts started on May 6th. We're recording this podcast on June 10th. So the league approved a small group of training, kind of like about, I think it was like four players up to a group of a kind of like a four square type of looking uh, field alignment, if I can say, kind of in close yeah. proximities of each other. But anyway, that started on May 28th and actually full team training started on June 4th, which brings us to today, which is Saturday, June 10th, I believe, but I am a little twisted up because I'm going back to work. I don't even know what day it is. I do know what year it is because this year has just whew, really been a nosedive. I thought Kobe Bryant dying was going to be the worst news of the year. <laughs> oh, man, that was like that was the the, 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 the prologue. That was the uh, the, the appetizer of a, of a nine course meal. So. Oh, goodness. It's been a quite a, a bit of a doozy. Before we get into what we're really here to talk about, let's just cover the stuff that has happened since we've last been on the microphone. Uh, something that I follow because I am a big closet nerd, uh, but eGames, EMLS, eLiga, Liga Emekis. Uh, it's been great to see. They have been doing quite a bit of, of stuff. Uh, Rodolfo Bizarro has been playing on uh, the, the kind of the e-games front. And honestly, Rodolfo has been stacking some bodies. It's been very, very impressive to watch. Uh, he beat out uh, Raul Jimenez from Wolverhampton, his teammate on all tree. I believe that was three to two. Then he beat Alan uh, Polito of Sporting Kansas City, like seven to one. The dude is raking in the uh, E FIFA wins and representing Inter Miami quite well. You know, we are gathering quite a bit of international hype. Um, we have a little fun tidbit on that actually coming up, but um, it was great to see him represent us well. Uh, he is a great FIFA player. Um, outside of that, and this is something we mentioned potentially on the previous episode, but it looks like it is actually occurring as the MLS are looking at now a total of a $1 billion loss due to COVID. This is going to be racked in with, uh, you know, licensing fees, marketing, marketing, um, TV time, player salaries, everything kind of compiled into one. It's, it's a big hit. MLS has been, um, one of the, leagues that's kind of been hit the hardest just due to their you know revenue and, and profitability stuff like that like nba a little easier nfl a little easier um but you know tough times and most of players agreed to like a five percent salary cut but um you know this was reported down here for all of us by michelle kaufman uh, great article on that but um you know it, it looks like the, the the bad times are behind us we are looking forward to what's coming up and instead of spending my birthday, July 23rd, watching Atlanta United come to Lockhart Stadium, Inter Miami Stadium, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, we'll be enjoying some other stuff on the TV. I'm sure you'll be with me probably uh, taking care of me as I go a little too hard on my birthday per usual. Um, but buddy, the MLS is back. And what comes with that statement? I think the obvious answer to that is that is actually the name of the tournament that the MLS will be playing. Um, for better or for worse, uh, the MLS has named this tournament the MLS's Back Cup, or as I've also seen the Orlando Tournament. I think both names are pretty terrible, but I'll go ahead and leave that opinion up to you. But Yeah, I mean, look, man, I, I'm, I'm not from New York. But I am, I am, I am big pun, right? I'm, I'm, I'm all about my puns. They missed some serious opportunities here, okay? How what about, do you have, Jay? How about the 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 coronavirus cup or oh. the Corona Cup? How about what the, else? How about the coveted COVID nineteen cup? 
Like there's there's so much opportunity for this. MLS is back. I feel like we could have done a little bit better. Clearly someone jumped the gun because MLS is back. I I, I don't know who even like authorized this, to be honest. I think all the energy was spent into getting the tournament organized and bringing the MLS back that they were just so exhausted when trying to come up with a name that they just, that's what they got. I'm glad you talked about that because one question has been driving me crazy and it's actually, I think, an advantage for us, to be honest, but... Who who was organizing this and why did they decide to do it in Orlando when if you live in Florida, you know how the heat gets in Orlando and when this thing kicks off, we're 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 looking at about mid to late June and if anybody's living down here in the South Florida region right now listening to the podcast, it's really hot. Yeah, and for all of our international listeners and listeners, you know, out of state across the United States, uh, Orlando's in, in, in central Florida, and that is in the middle of Florida. That's not like Fort Lauderdale or Miami where there's at least – it's humid, but there's a sea breeze to kind of clear it out. That stuff just hangs and lingers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have an advantage. Orlando City have an advantage. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I know it's the summertime right now, but it, it, that's that's a tough heat to adjust to for a lot of these teams that are in drier climates or more in the north and colder climates. It, it absolutely is. And we're going to dive into how the actual tournament is broken down and what teams are in each other's groups and things like that. But I really am a little bit surprised just on where the whole thing has taken place. But anyway. Well, it's a beautiful complex. It's the, gorgeous. The, 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 absolutely. What, what, uh, what are they called? Like uh, Worldwide Sport. Why can't I think of the name in Orlando right now? Well, it's sponsored by Disney. No, but Disney owns ESPN, and they have that that, that complex there. I can't think. I'll, 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 Listen, I'll, as I'll, Jay does his research I'll, I'll on the Twitter sphere or Mike, on the internet or on Mike. Google, wherever he goes, um, teams will be arriving in Orlando on June 24th. I'm sorry, June 24th. July 8th, the group stage will begin. That will actually go through about 15-ish or so days into the round of 16 that's beginning on July 25th through the 28th. Um, the tournament quarterfinals will take place on July 30th through August 1st, and then the tournament semis will take place on August 5th and August 6th, which gives about a five-day break for the tournament finale held on August 11th. Correct. And the complex is called ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. That's working fast, Jay. That is working fast. The NBA is also coming back there as well. That's going to be an awesome place. Too bad no one can attend it, right? There's no fans allowed. Uh, we which, can't go? No. There's no fans allowed, which 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 does suck. Uh, it will be televised. I honestly don't see fans. They'll come back to Lockhart probably without fans for, for a, a couple months. I don't see this thing ending the social distancing or, or taking the right you know measures ending anytime soon but as of now no fans allowed i mean i've been talking with like max ramos of, of the siege about maybe going halfies on a, on a drone to put above the complex so we can watch it but i'm sure it will be uh televised the most notable thing about this entire tournament is what the winner will receive and it's not going to matter about the hardware but the winner of this tournament will receive an automatic bid into the CONCACAF Champions League. This is insanely massive to a new expansion team like Inter-Miami or Nashville because we haven't played. We didn't play last season, so to be able to get in there early, uh, potentially in our second season, will be massive. So um, it's going to be exciting to see what happens with that, man. And, and, and you know, the, the 
all the teams will be represented. The format's going to be great. We're about to go over that, but uh, can't be more excited for a World Cup-style tournament of the MLS in our backyard that we can't attend. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously attending was a joke. Um, probably not a funny one, honestly. But um, I'm sure Jay and I will be catching the game. If anybody does want to catch it with us, please hit us up, Miami Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. But listen, I love the format. I'm, su- I'm shocked that we haven't done this earlier, even in the NBA, even across other sports I'm sure are going to be adapting. This should I, be a preseason thing from now on. I think it's fantastic, and I think it's going to test a lot of teams. I mean, the games do actually count in the group stage towards your regular season record, so there is actually going to have some weighted – kind of competition towards this but I, I i love it um i think it's great i love the fact that mls is actually leading the the u.s sports back into actual televised competition uh the nba will be kicking off in a little bit of time but the mls is going to be leading the forefront um staying in the same hotel which is pretty wild um it's going to be a long time imagine I, those happy hours yeah <laughs> imagine those happy hours and stories i mean but honestly i mean i think everybody listening to the podcast is a supporter of inner miami obviously but also a supporter secondarily of M- mls and you know obviously we draw a few uh pretty big superstar names from international levels but regardless when you get everybody in the league at in the same hotel it it builds team camaraderie and chemistry and i think on a little bit of a grander scale focused on u.s soccer i think that this is actually a pretty good time to actually allow players to meet each other and develop a little bit of relationships that can be going on beyond the pitch i agree with that i also think this is a good opportunity for you know americans seem to really fall in love with the sport when it's the World Cup, right? When there's something to root for, either men or women's. We don't get anything as large as, you know, the UEFA Cup or anything like that. Um, you know, there's like Copa America, stuff like that. But um, for people to, to, I really think, to bring in more fans, right? To transition some of these people out of football or NBA or MLB and get them excited in MLS, you need a format like this where it's something that's within a month, Right. Um, and you can kind of follow it start to finish. It doesn't require you to, to pay attention to half a year or even three months, right? You just follow it from here. You see them go through group stage, through the round of 16, all the way uh, to the end. And I think it's a good opportunity. I really hope that MLS recognizes this and, and maybe does this as like a preseason opener or something like that. It's, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun to see. Looking at these dates now, I do realize that my birthday will fall on uh, the no game section of that. So you're just going to have to uh, be around me yelling at for other reasons, I guess, besides cheering on a sports team. You know, Jay, I'm, I'm not worried about what we can go find something to yell at, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> you know, like Jay said, you know, it's great to have the MLS leading the way, um, you know, furthering your point on national exposure. Um, we're going to be one of the only sports back. Um, so regardless, you know, all the sports fanatics out there, you know, all you degenerates who are gambling, you know, hey, I stand there with you. I stand there with you. But we haven't had anything to do for the last four months. So I'm sure there's going to be some fans that kind of crawl out of the closet that we wouldn't yet imagine. So I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be a great uh, trampoline for MLS to get on a national scale along with everything else. And you know, I guess the last thing about the format we touched about was kind of just the hot weather, just where it's located. I think convoluted might be the second most used word in this podcast behind the word lit. And I got obviously and obviously (laughs) anyway, obviously there are 26 teams in the league. (laughs) 
There are six groups in total. There are 54 total matches. That means there are 39 in the group stage as well as 15 in the knockout round. That means there are a total of 26 total match days. Now, pay attention to the words. Not total of 26 total days, but total of 26 match days. Each team will have a minimum of three matches during the tournament or a maximum of seven games if you happen to make the finale. Now, the top two teams in each round will advance to the knockout stages as well as the four third best place finishers. So let me just interject right there. So we have six total groups. The top two teams from each group will automatically advance. The top four third place teams will advance as well. So that means that there will be some sort of competition between the six different groups and their third place teams. Now this record will be going off the group stage. Is that correct? Absolutely. And that's the detail in this whole thing. It's not all the third place finishers. It's the top four best third place finishers. Now, once that goal differential will come into play, which will be fun to watch. Absolutely. I think this tournament is going to be phenomenal. And the group stage goes for about 16 days. That includes five days in between each match during group play. Group stage will actually count towards the regular season record, Jay. So right now we're 0-2. Once we go 3-0 and during the group stage, it'll bring us up to 3-2, and and then we'll jam in. But That's good math right there, bud. Yeah, I thought so. Proud of you. you know, hey, you know, zero plus three equals three. But anyway, moving forward, July 25th through August 11th is the time of the knockout round, which will include about 18 days from the start to the finish. Now, similar to a few other leagues out there, the substitutions will be tweaked a little bit. We're no longer going to have three. We're going to go ahead and have five substitutions during the match play, probably a little bit from getting their legs underneath them as well as playing the game in Central Florida. As we touch on, it's going to be hot. And where can you catch these games? ESPN, Fox, Univision, the typical ones that won the television right deals are going to go ahead and try and recoup some of their $1 million loss of that big pie. And the games are going to be held at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So get your coffee, get your eggs, get your pancakes, enjoy that. I certainly am. And at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, Jay. That is the structure of what we have of the MLS's back tournament. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, eat your breakfast, get your eggs, your uh, your bacon, your biscuits for the morning games, get your fried chicken, your steak dinner for the nightly games. Um, but, yeah, so these clubs were selected randomly by Charlie Davies, even though it was kind of leaked that Miami and Orlando would be playing – I don't know. We'll see what happens. What's your opinion on that, Jay? I think that they probably saw the opportunity and they took it. Look, there's nothing like a good interstate, intrastate, I believe is the correct term. You uh, can say interstate. Darby. Darbies are always what it's about. Um, everyone's been dying to see. If you're in Orlando, you want to beat the team down south. If you're in Miami or Fort Lauderdale, you want to beat the team up north. So it's good that we can... Uh, be able to experience that as our first game. I do want to run through these groups real quick. We did just spoil a bit of our future podcast with the actual matchups coming on. Um, but I, I do want to kind of break these down. But first, kind of tell us what's at stake here. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, like we talked about, was the regular season point total that's going to go towards the regular season. Again, we are 0-2, so we absolutely have to pick up some points during this tournament. It's, it's, it's not even a question. We have to go out and get some dubs. But anyway, like we know, we're going to go ahead and get that first W against Orlando City because we are in Miami. And secondly, what's at stake? We have a Champions League berth. Um, that's huge right now. Coffee that's half Champions League. That would be major for t- an expansion team to get in this early would be in- incredibly major. Absolutely. And especially as Diego Alonso as our head coach leading the realm, I think it would be beautiful for Inter Miami to step into that position. But um, the last thing that's at stake is the $1.1 million prize money, which you know, in the grand scheme of things, honestly, Jay, I hope they, uh, I honestly hope that they just give it to charity. Um, I hope that they go ahead and give it to a cause. I think that if anything, it's a little bit more bigger than football here. And there's a lot of things happening. What's your opinion on that money? Uh, we'll see what they want to do with the money. I mean, yeah, charity would be a great cause, but also when we're looking at a $1 billion hit to the league, I might want to internalize some of that cheddar. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I cannot, you know, agree more the, the, the weight of this is significant because if we can win this and get a CONCACAF Champions League berth, how is Diego Alonso going to win his third CONCACAF Champions League if we don't give him the opportunity? So this is a great way for us to, to kind of kick in the door is the new team, new team on the block, new team on, uh, this side of the world. And it'll be a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, uh, I want to run through these teams real quick, and then you can explain why the top city teams were picked for each group. But let's just kind of run through these teams real quick, okay? So on the east, right, we're going to break this up into east and west. On the east in group A, we have Orlando City Soccer Club, Inter Miami CF, NYCFC, Philly Union, Chicago Fire, and the other expansion team is not nearly as good as us, let's be honest, is Nashville SC. That's Group A. Group C is Toronto FC, New England Revolution, Montreal Impact. Shout out Thierry Henry, DC United. Group E, Atlanta United, FC Cincinnati, New York Red Bulls, Columbus Crew. On the west side, we have Group B, which is Seattle Sounders, FC Dallas, Vancouver Whitecaps, San Jose Earthquakes. In Group D of the west, we have Real Salt Lake, uh, Sporting Kansas City, Sporting KC, Colorado Rapids, and Minnesota United FC. Group F, LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, and Portland Timbers. They're going to be bringing out their chainsaws, I am sure, for that. That is a breakdown of the different groups. Alex, please explain how these top-seeded teams became top-seeded teams. I do believe this is actually important. Yeah, I don't think it's as convoluted as the rest, um, especially if, quote-unquote, these were all random. But the top six teams... Put your tinfoil hats on, bud. Oh, yeah, you know. So far. But anyway, uh, (laughs) Orlando City SC is the host team. Obviously, this is done in Orlando, but we came to Orlando to kick their ass, so that's fine. Host team always gets a berth, baby. It's fun. That's fine. We'll give it to them. Toronto FC was the 2009 MLS Cup finalist as well as the Seattle Sounders FC, who was the 2019 MLS Cup winners. So obviously there we have our, you know, 
top two of the top six, as well as we're going to roll into Atlanta United, who is a 2019 Eastern Conference finalist, as well as LAFC, who is the 2019 Western Conference finalist. And to finish it off, it is the Real Salt Lake, who had the 2019 best record in the remaining clubs in MLS. And that's how we got here, That's right? a tongue twister right and there, man. Yeah, I, I agree, but, <laughs> dude, I really like these groups. They always have like kind of like the, the group of mm-hmm. weakness, the group of death, stuff of that nature, um, group of fire, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, what, I guess, are your initial takes on – you know, the, the, the initial groupage, specifically Group A, where Inter-Miami is. Well, I, was, I mean, Jay, like, the storylines of all six of these groups are phenomenal. I mean, you know, let's start at where Group A is, where Inter-Miami is. And I got to say, I think we probably got the best draw out of any group in the entire league. Um, not only from a team perspective, but I think the fact that just this tournament's played in Florida is a huge upper advantage. Obviously, the Philadelphia Union's pretty tough. Uh, myself and Jay, to all the day oneers out there, we took a road trip up to St. Pete to watch the Philadelphia Union. And I gotta say, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. We streamed it for the fans. It was a it was a really good experience. Um, yeah, you know, we it, it, I think it's honestly a tough group because there's six teams, so it's a lot harder to grab that that third place. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that the odds have actually shifted. Now, like, however, we may have potentially the most weakest of actual talent level, but we do have six teams in our group, which is a is a huge difference between four teams. It is. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it will definitely make it tougher to, to acquire that, that third spot. But honestly, I mean, like we're shooting for the top top one or two, right? Absolutely. I think Philadelphia is probably our biggest challenge. I think we're going to roll Orlando City, and I'm probably going to say that every single match that we play. But in all true honesty, <laughs> I think we're going to roll Orlando City. I don't think that this is much of a rivalry, to be honest. But, you know, then again, let's let our feet do the talking. And, you know, I got to say, again, we probably do have the earliest, but, you know, we'll see how everybody adjusts. Yeah, you know, there's there's some teams on here, right? So there's Orlando City doesn't really terrify me. Nashville doesn't terrify me. Even Chicago Fire doesn't really, you know, terrify me. But what the I think games of concern will be would be, uh, you know, Philadelphia Union, and then of course NYCSC, which. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we don't even play out. We'll, we'll, we'll cover this in a bit as far as the, the records, but we're not going to play them, but they're probably, you know, NYCFC and, and, and Philly are the best teams, you know, out of that group. But, um, you know, outside of that, like, what would you consider the strongest group to be? It's a good question. I'm probably, although there are rumors of Carlos Vela, who is not going to join the MLS's back tournament, probably going to go ahead and have to say group F. Um, LAFC is a standout in the league. LA Galaxy has been a staple really from the start of MLS. Houston Dynamo has played pretty well, and I think Port and Timbers uh, FC can have a big challenge for everybody who they play. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that, honestly. Um, as far as I would, I would have a slightly different opinion on, I think, the toughest group um, because, I, you know, like Chicharito, LAFC, they have been struggling. LA Galaxy hasn't come out. And have the start they wish. I mean, they only beat us by, you know, one goal, not, you know, their typical three goal, four goal 
game. You know, the Dynamo, not you know, not too much of a concern. Portland's always good, but what interests me a lot is Group D because you got Real Salt Lake, who is always good. Sporting KC has been on the rise. A lot of talent there. Colorado Rapids, who came out and beat DC United Week One, uh, and then Minnesota United is also a really good team. I think I think that's going to be really one of the most interesting groups to to watch because I think. I don't think any of them are the top talents in the league, but they're all kind of really close on that. You know, we're about to, to, to breach into the next level and to the top tier side. So that'll be a really, you know, interesting one to watch. Um, but, you know, per usual, you know, you're talking about teams like LA Galaxy, LAFC, Real, Kansas City, Minnesota United. You know, the West has some strong teams. So I think we would naturally gravitate over towards there. But it's going to be a good tournament. Anything could happen in the knockout rounds. We're going to come out swinging because we got our primary official first off weapon back, Mr. Julian Carranza. You know, so the rotation, the five subs, that's going to be fun to see, fun to watch. Um, But, you know, I think we can do this. I really do. Yeah, I think one of the weakest parts about our team even moving into the quarantine period was the fact that we were pretty banged up jay we were uh we were pretty banged up i mean you know if that's robbie going in going out of our last game against dc united if that's you know julian carranza you know who hasn't played the entire year i know there are players who are just banged up across the entire team so i think this break for the whole league, not just helped Inter-Miami get uh, actually recovered, but I actually think that there's an advantage for us because where we were lacking the most during this entire season is is chemistry. And chemistry is obviously not a hidden challenge for any expansion team that there is out there in any sport. It's the fact that you're bringing together professionals who have never played together in any given time and needing them to come together as a team and be a actual synchronized unit out there on the pitch. So I actually think that this format and actually restarting the league a little bit is a heavy favor in our world because, you know, teams like, you know, the Portland Timbers or LAFC or the Seattle Sounders haven't been together for quite some time. And I know that that time apart can actually be damaging to not just the you know, actual tactics going out on the pitch, but, you know, the overall kind of efficiency of the, everything going out. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see. Uh, you can see the chemistry growing from game to game with the squad as they're kind of, you know, learning about each other and how to play. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be a very exciting time. It will be, a, you know, kind of the first time we've had no injuries to worry about, right? We got Carranza, we got Aguadelo. Uh, with his hamstring industry, uh, injury, uh, Robbie Robinson. So we'll have a full healthy squad back, full except for our last DP spot. And I don't know what's been happening with Augusta and Almendra, but, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll stay focused. But it's going to be a really nice opportunity for this team to shine. Um, I think that they've been growing, you know, nonstop. Obviously, the coronavirus put a halt on everything, but now we're resuming practice. But... I, I do agree that a newer team has the advantage because they have a little bit longer time to mesh, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch. And, you know, there's been a lot of Zoom calls, Zoom workouts, and I think that our team is really starting to, you know, to find its chemistry. Yeah, and I don't think there's any refuting that, Jay. And, I mean, that that's really it in the world of MLS. 
We still have about a month's time or so until the actual tournament kicks off, which, you know, we'll be bringing you weekly reports on the team. But as Jay mentioned in the beginning of the show, we do have some player rumors. We still have one last DP slot open. So, Jay, what is going around the rumor mill? I know this is your favorite segment oh, of the show. Oh, this has been fun, buddy, because we've been off for, whew, I don't know, three, four weeks. We were off for about three weeks, came back with a bunch of interviews with players, which is awesome to do. And then there was another gap in time because I was too busy, you know, trying to get engaged and whatnot on the beach. But, uh, yeah, so it looks like uh, some stuff is heating up. So, uh, you know, we'll kind of start with, with, I guess, closest to the money for the team, right? So, uh, Mr. Uh, you want to call him? I like to call him David Silva. That's how they call him in Spain. If you like EPL, it's David Silva. If you're downright American, it's probably David Silva for you. But uh, he will be signing an extension until the end of the season, uh, even amongst the Inter Miami transfer rumors. Um, it looks like he's going to finish out that season regardless, which was kind of interesting to see because a lot of players weren't really allowed to leave because they hadn't quote unquote fulfilled their their contract. Um, but he looks to be hanging out there for uh, at least till the end of the season before making a move. Um, other than that, Daniel Sturge, who we had previously spoken about, uh, is still linked to Inter-Miami. He's also been linked to D.C. United. The interesting thing, and Goal.com reported this, that uh, Sturge, who is now 30, is already training in America, already living in America, right? So a good chance D.C. or Inter-Miami could take him. I know he's kind of a love-or-hate guy. Some people love him some people hate them. It is what it is. Here's one that really impressed me, right? And and I could not be more thrilled if he would somehow bring his talents over here. But Raheem Sterling, right? Previous Liverpool guy, currently plays for Man City. He's a speedster. He's got skills. He'd be a great addition to the MLS. But he told uh, the U.S. women's national team captain, Megan Rapino uh, that it is his dream to one day play in the MLS and that he would love to play for Inter Miami, specifically citing David Beckham. And we've spoken about this in the past, but Beckham has quite a bit of clout, quite a bit of pull, so it will be very interesting to say. Uh, I want to do share a quote uh, from Raheem, especially in these trying times. But uh, he says, America, I love it. I love that country. Um, one day, it is definitely a dream of mine to be there. Obviously, I'm not sure where in the country it will be, but I'm sure there will be a lot of places where I could, you know, find a spot. So very, very cool. I would love to have him. He's, he, he would shred the MLS. I am absolutely positive. Uh, Javier uh, Pastor, who we had spoken about in the past, uh, David Beckham and Inter Miami were willing to offer him a two-year contract and a dream of four and a half million euros per season. Big money. Uh, looks like that's not going to happen anymore. Interesting other one I found out about was Joe Hart, where there's been some suggestions. You know, he's kind of fell from grace from uh, from his, his, his premier days in the Premier League. Um, but he might be given a lifeline extension from David Beckham to come over and play for Inter-Miami. Um, here's a fun one. This is a wild one, but I'm going to share it because why not? Who doesn't love a little bit of CR7? Cristiano Ronaldo says he wants to at least play one year in the MLS. And I don't think this is because he loves American, you know, football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. But his other goal is to become a Hollywood star. I honestly, this pains me to say, I would love to one day have Cristiano come to Inter-Miami. 
But honestly, I think LA Galaxy or LAFC would make more sense because you'd play there than also do the movies. But, you know, hey, you know, if it's not us, I think this league will still welcome you, Cristiano. So come on in. Uh, Anton Griezmann. The next up, the French young gun, the stud, the speedster. He put David Beckham on red alert as he admits he would love and has dreamed of becoming an MLS transfer. He's only 29. MLS would not be too far off. He's still got some prime years that he could do in, in, in Europe, but he told the Los Angeles Times winning La Liga in the Champions League with Barca would be a dream and also my objective. After that, winning whatever comes. There's another World Cup. So after the World Cup in, in, uh, in Qatar, and after that, it could be the MLS. So we will see what happens. I think we'd all love to see him. That's not a love-hate thing. That's a love, love, love. Ew. If we can get Anton, let's go. Another fun one, uh, ex-Beckham teammate, current Real Madrid superstar, stud defender. If you're a Barca fan, you probably hate him, but I'm talking about Sergio Ramos. He... Uh, he could be set to reunite with David Beckham at Inter-Miami. He's reportedly revealing that he dreams to play in the MLS before he retires. So uh, this Spanish outlet, AS, claims that uh, Real Madrid is hoping to extend the captain's salary. Uh, he's been there 15 years with a one-year extension, but after that, he could come back. So we've said it in the past. We'll keep saying it. David Beckham has clout, man, and we will get a stud DP, I am sure. Well, I got to say, Jay, that's a lot of information you've been collecting over the last few weeks, man. It's been many weeks without any player rumors, and with every week comes, seems to be two or three new names. So it's, uh, you know, here's where we are, and uh, that's kind of what we're looking at. Yeah. I mean, besides that, Jay and I will be back on the mics every week giving you the latest news on Inner Miami. Coming up to the start of the season again. I think we're thrilled. Yeah, no, we are. Uh, we didn't even do the intro, so I mean, thank you, everybody. And you know, I'm Jay Kington. This is Alex Papa George, and welcome to the Inter Miami Podcast. That's probably a bit delayed. We've just been excited to get back on uh, the mics here. Uh, one last piece I do want to share is that uh, MLS uh, had the power rankings, which was the rankings of the digital footprint audience and engagement uh, across the entire MLS and inner Miami has taken that crown. So shout out to all the fans who's been engaged uh, with this whole Corona lockdown process. Uh, we're number one in that ranking, baby. Let's get number one on the actual pitch. Uh, I don't really have too much else to say. It's been a while. It feels good to dust the rust off, get on the mics, see this dude's face in front of me again. Uh, I am Jay Kington, alongside Mr. Alex Papa George. And it's been a long damn time, but vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. Thank you, everybody. Talk soon. Have a great week. <laughs>